This is episode 53 with Pastor E.J. Brown. Welcome to Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson, success and lifestyle coach, and this show is to help you begin building a life of fulfillment and to leave a positive mark on the world. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now take out your pencils and let's begin. We have an amazing guest with us today. Get your pencils out because you're going to have some good information today. Uh, guys, today we have EJ Brown with us. He is the pastor of young adults and youth at Seven City Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, but he's also an author. He wrote the book, Unlocking Your Potential in Singleness, How to Maximize Your Single Life. Uh, and sometimes, if we're lucky, uh, we move from singleness to starting a family. And so today, we really wanted to hit on that topic. So EJ is going to share his expertise on leading our families, your families well, and how that impacts the world around us. So EJ, welcome to Pencil Leadership, man. Hey, what's going on? Thank hey, you no for problem. having me on no, here. I'm no glad problem. to be here. So, yeah, so thankful you're here today to share with the audience. Um, but first, I would love to hear kind of your backstory, how, how you've gotten to where you are today, uh, especially writing the book, how that was, and, and things that you want to share. Yeah, man. So, um, uh, I grew up military family. My dad, he, um, you know, was in the military and in the army and, um, you know, so I moved, I moved around quite a bit. Uh, I went to middle and high school in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, after that, man, uh, my family moved to Atlanta. And so I, I graduated college there in Atlanta, Georgia at Kennesaw State University. And so, um, for me, I guess, nothing I, I never really was into write, reading or writing honestly gotcha and um with that you know i, I found myself in this place of um at, in 2010 um mm -hmm. I, I got saved and, and became a christian and i and i didn't i didn't grow up in the church or anything of that nature so yeah. it was just kind of one of those things where i just felt like my heart was changed and transformed and um that kind of started my journey of uh, you know, I was in a relationship and, and I felt like God had told me to get out of that relationship. And, and so I just went through a couple of years, almost four years of just being single, man. Yeah. And, um, just focusing on school, sports, life, just, you know, in, in, in God. So I kind of write about that in my book. And, and so that's kind of how the inspiration behind my book came. And then in 2014, uh, my wife and I got married. And, and so I've, we've been married for six years and we have a two-year-old son. So it's that's kind cool. of a quick snippet yeah. of, of, of my life. So that's awesome. So that, that's yeah, cool. Man. It's kind of brought you. So you really just kind of felt called to writing, uh, unlocking your potential and singleness. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was, um, it was kind of funny, man. I was, I was in the shower. I get a lot of thinking done in the shower. Right. I'm sure I think some a lot of people, people do, for do sure. too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, really just this thought came to me, man. And I believe, you know, in my personal belief, I believe it was, it was the Lord. And, um, you know, I, I just, I felt like he had put on my heart to write a book about my journey through being single. And, and I was like, well, why would I do that? I'm married right now, you know, like, but, but what I found is a lot of the things that we do, like even now are for our future and we don't even realize the impact it'll have. Yeah. And, and so um, I tell like the guys that I mentor and stuff all the time, like, you know, don't don't look at right now, like stay present, but don't understand that like the things that you're going through is making you better for someone along the way. 
Um, and, and so that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what, cool. what inspired it. Yeah. So, I mean, we could probably take a lot away, even being married. We're both married, but still from, from that life, like in singleness, like we, we yeah. probably learned a lot and, and can grow from that. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you think? I'm curious and uh, you can take time to think about this if you need, what are some things from singleness that we can take going forward into marriage that we've learned? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, what my my book personally, it, it really focuses on is like understanding your wholeness before you get mm-hmm. into marriage. Um, a lot of times we we get into marriage and we'll say things like, you know, this person completes me um, or, you know, like this is is my better half. Like, no, um, you know, it is my belief like God has made us whole when he redeems us. Mm-hmm. And so there's a process of understanding like, hey, um, I, you know, Side note, I tell, I tell the guys that I mentor a lot, I say, man, if you think that marriage is the like fix, the final, <laughs> like, oh, well, I'm not going to struggle with X, Y, Z anymore. Right. If yeah. you think marriage is that, then you're not ready for marriage. Right. <laughs> because until you have the discipline in your own self to, to like walk through that, um, whether that's practically from, can you make your bed daily? Right. Can can you pick up your dirty clothes? Um, you know, different things of that nature. And, and I, those practical tools are also preparing you for marriage because there comes mm-hmm. a point where you're you're now coming into marriage and it really causes you to deny yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It it causes you to say, look, I'm not the number one priority anymore. Right. And so can you do that while you're single? Whether that be um just helping someone maybe in college, you know, helping them study for an exam or helping the homeless or, uh, you know, giving someone the shoes off your feet or whatever that may be, like, what are ways that you can um, begin to stop being selfish, basically? Because that's what our world tells yeah. us to do is be selfish. You I know, know no, 100%. And I think that's a huge point you make. And I talk to people so much about it. Uh, it's like through coaching or just interacting and helping them is you have to see your worth. Right. For, for yourself, because someone, yeah. another person is not, they shouldn't be what you're looking for to complete that. Yeah. Um, because, because you never know what can happen. And then what, yeah. what then you're, you're incomplete. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so seeing your completeness, seeing your worth uh, as more than someone else or a title that you're, you're uh, a job or, or something of that man. nature. Yeah. I think that's huge. And something, yeah, so many people need to see before they kind of get to that next stage is right. Like being, being comfortable, being cool with themselves yep. to be able to grow and then, and then share with someone. So it's almost two holes coming together, making something even better. Yeah, man. And, and that's, that's the, that's the thing is, is that we can find our identity in all of these things. Yeah. But if we don't know who we are, how can we even love properly? If we don't know how to, you know, to yeah. walk in love with people. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So that, that's kind of the thing. Um, that that I had to find in that time yeah and it's because it's crazy like and, and even as much as we try to know ourselves and learn right. about our worth and our potential and stuff like that but once you get married it's a it's still a whole new <laughs> thing like it is you know all about yourself and right and all that but man when you get married like things just you're like oh man I didn't know that ticked me I off didn't realize. I didn't know I was bad <laughs> like I didn't know I was that yeah. weak in that area or like yeah, man. struggled with that or yeah. whatever it is yeah, uh, and so it really just accentuates it. So if we if we have a decent grasp, 
Uh, right. It might not be as bad, but it'll still be hard. What I, what I found is, you know, me and my, me and my wife, we went through a year of premarital counseling before oh, we wow. got married and uh, with, with our pastor. And, and it was just, it was so helpful because like I had thought that I, I during that time of singleness, I had dealt with like jealousy or insecurity, mm -hmm. but like when we got engaged, it was like, it was heightened to another level right. to the point that it took, it took really up until a couple months before we got married that that I felt like that was released off of me. Like I didn't feel that way anymore, but right. it took getting down to the root of why I, I think the way that I do, or I do the things that I do. Um, and I think that's the the beauty of, of, of the process. Like yeah. we live in a time where everything's just quick, 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 but if we don't ever enjoy the process, we're not going to have an appreciation for the prize. Mm. So oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that so much. And, and I think it's hard to, to kind of for people to understand that because one i mean like you said we're taught so much to be selfish a lot of times in a lot of things uh and and then in the the mentality of i want it now and it's the, the work yep. being put towards it uh for sure yep. um so where do you where do you say we could start female male whatever uh coming into a relationship with somebody um, to be prepared or to start building a healthy kind of relationship. Right. Yeah. I would say, um, you know, what are your, what are your friendships like? Mm. Um, evaluate who, who you have in your life, because at the end of the day, I say this, uh, if, if the people that are in your life are not connected to your destiny, mm. then they're only, they're dead weight. Yeah. Um, they're dead weight. You know, um, it's like I'm climbing a mountain and like, there's different, you know, uh, ledges and different, you know, things that you yep. got to hold on to. Some are smoother, some are stronger, some are smaller. Like I'm climbing up this mountain in life. And if I got dead weight and people are not like ropes so that I can, or little, um, little, uh, pickaxe things, pickaxe things yeah. that you can put in, then it's no way that I can get to my destiny. I'm just being held down mm -hmm. by those people. And I think that a lot of people, especially in this world, we hold on to people because we're scared to let them go. Yeah. But in reality, they're not helping us get to our destiny. Right. And, and so I think we should always have people that are going to pull, not push, pull us to our destiny. Because when people can pull us to our destiny, that means they see who we really are and who we're created to be. Yeah, I, I, that's so true. And, I, and it goes even in the business world. It goes in yeah. anything really like you're the sum total of the five people you surround yourself with. Yeah. So if yeah. you surround yourself with five people who are doing not so great of things, right. you're going to be the sixth yeah. that are going in there. If you surround yeah. yourself with people who have dreams and goals and aspirations and, and want to make a difference, and then you're gonna that's going to rub off on you too. And so, yeah, I yeah. think right hit it right on the head about how important it is who we surround ourselves with. So I, I think that's a great start for sure. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So surrounding yourself, I would start there. Like who's in your, your camp, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then also uh, looking in your own personal disciplines. Mm. Uh, you know, what are, what are the personal disciplines? Like, are you taking care of your health? Mm. Um, you know, if, if you have faith in, you know, if you're a believer, like, are you being disciplined in your faith journey? And, and spending time in the Bible every day or, you know, spending time in whatever, you know, you believe or whatever. Yeah. Are you are you are you being diligent and faithful in those times um, with with just, yeah, personal faith disciplines, physical disciplines 
Um, you know, are you reading? Are you are you doing things that are going to just build you up as a person so right. that you are getting stronger? I tell people all the time because so my degree is in exercise science and and so I was a trainer for a long time yeah. uh, before I became a pastor and like. I would tell people like, I'm not going to sit here and start you off at 225 pounds on the bench press, you know, like I'm going to build you up to a place where you, that can become a normal way of living for you. Right. You can't just get up there. You hurt yourself. Yep. And I think a lot of people, they, they're benching 95 pounds, but they try to get in a marriage, which is a 315 pound bench press. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and so it takes time to develop that, um, that discipline to get there. Yeah. And no, we are not saying our wives or that much weight people. Don't take that way. Hannah, if you're listening, that's not a problem. Right, so, right, right, right. No, yeah, I think it's it's kind of like how you do, like how you do small things, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you don't have discipline right. to do the little things, then the big yeah. thing is it's going to really kind of start being negative as well. So, yeah. and, I, and I can say like, I'm still growing in that, oh, yeah. right? It's not like you have to to reach the pinnacle of any of those things right, yeah. because I don't believe you will because nope. we should always be developing and growing and yeah. being stretched and all of that, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but I feel like there is a, a certain level of uh, consistency and maturity that comes when you develop those disciplines mm. because it actually gets harder when you get married, as you know, <laughs> yeah. because, you know, for me, uh, you know, with, with my faith, like, I used to spend time reading the Bible a lot and praying a lot. And like, I'm a pastor, so obviously I do that. But yeah. I can say when I was single and I wasn't married, I had I felt like I had more time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I felt like I, I could I could spend more time or I could do more of this, that, and the other because I, I, I don't have to think about like, hey, uh, my wife is needing me to, I don't know, cut the grass or right. Well, she wants to go on a date or, yep. you know, whatever that may be. And then only gets to a deeper level when you have kids. Oh, so. sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> so it goes from, okay, I'm doing well. I'm taking care of myself. I'm, I'm improving my well-being in, in every aspect. But then now yeah. you're responsible for the well-being of your wife and taking care right. of her and leading her well. And then kids, God willing, like, then you have to lead them and take care of them. Yeah. And so, yeah like you, if you're not, that's why it's. There, we see so much struggle nowadays, I think, because, uh, I mean, for my, I believe men should be the leader in the household. They should, yeah. they should take yeah. the steps and they should, they should lead. And so not that women can't, right. um, but just <laughs> for the time being conversation. And so we're getting into the relationship, but we're not in a healthy state. We're not in a healthy position. We're not at a maturity right. level. And so there's a right. lot of growth. And that's why I think a lot now we're seeing in the world is a lot of broken relationships, a lot of broken yeah. families, and it's and it's making a, a negative impact on the world. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And, and, and I think that I, I think what you said is like it's like men we have been built to lead, but it doesn't mean that we are um, dictators, right? Right. We're not like women. You that's are nobodies. True. You listen to what I say, and unfortunately, I believe a lot of people have taken on that mindset. Right. Um, but but no, it's like there's beauty in each of our roles and like, yep. you know, how how what are what are the things that you're good at that I'm not good at? Like my wife, she's very good with with like she's a mathematics major. So she's very good I with do. like the budget and yep. all those different things. And so I'm like, yo, you got that, <laughs> you know, like um, you're very good at this. And I can and I can submit like my weakness in that mm. area. Yeah. Um, and so that's how you learn to work with the team. 
um, in, in that situation. But being being single, I think you can develop that by having close friends that call out your weaknesses, yeah. but also build you up at the same time. And it forces you to really evaluate what, what, you're, what you personally may struggle with yeah. or maybe is strong in, you know? No, true. Yeah, um, I think it's that's a huge point. And so my wife, Hannah, she's a math major as well. She teaches math. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, she, and she's very like, she's very level-headed and she's very, she helps keep me grounded a lot of times when right. I'm going, like I have these ideas and, it's <laughs> and then she, but she brings them down, help me plan it out and think more about it. So yeah, I think it's, it's amazing to see how two different people can come together and then compliment one another in the whole process of leading the family of leading relationship and, and working together. I think that's huge. Absolutely. So yeah. what would you, what are some steps so people might maybe they're trying to grow maybe they're having struggles uh leading or or being uh, a family unit or whatnot what are some practical tips if you were talking with a couple or individuals that they could implement to start building and leading their families uh better i guess for lack of words so i i know for me and my family i remember when my wife was pregnant and Mm -hmm. uh you know, one thing that we felt like was put on our heart was to have a family mantra. Mm. And, and so we felt like that if we have this family mantra, it's something that we know, it's yeah. something that our kids will know. And it's just something that we could set a standard like this is what the Browns do. Yeah. And, and, and so, um, you know, it's, it's the name of our podcast, but uh, it, it says uh, the Browns, we influence those around us with love with grace and with truth. And so we're going to love people. Well, we're going to extend grace to people and then we're going to give them truth. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and so, so that is something like, uh, before COVID we were doing this more regularly, but you know, we were quarantined in the house, so we didn't do it as right. It was kind of like our, it's kind of like our thing before we go to work, me, my wife and my son, we stand in front of like this, uh, plaque on our fireplace and, we, we, we quote that and, you know, he knows it by heart now. So it's, it's one of those things, like he knows that this is who we are as, as the Browns. And, and so I would say setting a family mantra of these are the standards. These are the things that we believe stand for our home. And this is what we're going to live by. So um, cool. that would be my, my first step. Yeah. Um, second step I would say is modeling um, I mean, this could go into different uh, phases, yeah. but in my personal belief, you know, like I said, um, as a as a Christian, looking how to have a a husband and a wife in a home, mm. um, I, I believe that is very important, and and I believe that when a, a child sees a a husband and a wife loving each other well, um, not you know tossing shoes at each other, <laughs> but being able to get into disagreements and have um, you know, healthy conflict uh, yep. resolution, I believe that speaks volumes uh, to your children. You know, I have some guys, like I said, I mentor and, and me and my wife, we were packing up, moving from Memphis to uh, Fort Worth, Texas. And I remember there was a moment where she said something and I really was not upset, but I had two guys that I mentored with me. And, and they're, they're like, you know, 18 years old. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to actually get in an argument with my wife right now uh-huh. because I want them to see that we can handle this in a, in a healthy way. It doesn't yeah. have to be uh, yelling and cussing you out, right? 
Right. It can be like, hey, let's talk about this. And so I engaged in the conversation with her and it was no yelling or we were just kind of like in a disagreement. And so, but I wanted them to see that's okay. Like you're going to disagree, yep. but let's do it in a healthy way. And yeah. so that would be the second thing is, is, is having a uh, modeling uh, a place of, of, of grace being extended and, and mm. communicating in a healthy way yeah. um, so that your kids will be able to model that to other people when they, when they get older. Um, and, and I, I would say just a third point would probably yeah. be is, is um, really taking serious the development of your children. Um, taking serious, um, you know, for us, uh, we believe in speaking identity in our son. Mm. And, and so one thing, when I drop my son off uh, at, at preschool, I say, um, he repeats after me, um, I am strong, I am brave, I am smart, and I am loved. And, and so those are the, the four things that we say before I walk him to the door and he repeats those after me. So it's like, it's That's giving awesome. him an identity of just like, yo, um, this is, I, I like someone is here for me, you yeah. know, no matter what happens, someone is here for me. Um, and, and, you know, obviously it's my hope and dream that he would know one day that, that Jesus is there for him. Right. right? Yeah. Um, but, it, but he needs to know that his father, his mother are there for him. So yeah, yeah. that's what I, I would say. Great. And I think I think it's that is cool to have the family mantra, something that you kind of kind of what your legacy is going to be as a family. Like as you if you live that out every day right. and, and kind of use that um, to remind, especially in kids, because they're learning and they take everything in, even if you don't think they do. Yeah. And so do. And I think it goes into the modeling, the healthy yeah. uh, discussion, healthy communication. And I, I, do you see it becoming harder to have that healthy communication because of technology a little bit? Yeah, absolutely, man. I I would say, I would say like one of the areas that I, I find myself failing in is, is, is being someone who, um, you know, does stuff like this or, uh, is engaged with a lot of people on social media. It's easy to be so consumed on their phone. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I remember my son, I mean, again, he's only two, but there are times where he wants to play with me and, and he'll like literally tell me like phone down, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he knows that there's like, he's seen us with our phones. So it's like, I don't want that to become like a battle. Like he needs to know that he's first. So if I'm, whether I'm playing PlayStation or I'm on right. my phone or I'm on my computer, like if he's like, Hey, come play with me. I, I try to, I don't do it always perfectly, but 90 something percent of the time I try to stop what I'm doing. And I'll just go over there and play with him. So he knows that he's before that. For sure. Well, what about like the, I guess the ease of blasting somebody on social media or text or, or <laughs> without like almost without repercussions or without having to feel, yeah. you know, it makes it easier. I feel like to be mean or be harsh. Yeah. Uh, quick sense. It is. It is. And, and, and I think, well, I know for me, that is just something I think I have tried to mature in along the mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, before, I mean, I have a lot like in my, my iPhone, my notes, I have a yeah. bunch of stuff that I've, I've wanted to say maybe, or could have said, or just thoughts I have. Yeah. And I don't post all of them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, I always try to post thoughtful things. And if I say something that may even cause some tension, like I just got to live with that. Right? right. But I try to do it in as a respectful of a way as I can. Um, you know, that, that all people from all types of life can, can understand where I'm coming from, whether you agree with me or not. 
Um, right. And so I think that has, I, I can say writing has helped me yeah. uh, with communicating in those ways because you, when you're writing, you, you have to think about the reader and how they can perceive things and, you know, all those different senses. So that's cool. Yeah, I, I agree. I think being able to kind of take a step back and thinking, actually pausing. Okay, this is what I was about to say. Or writing it down like you do, or typing it in a note. Yeah. Okay. How is that going to sound? And then maybe walk away for a little bit, take it. Yeah. And then come back and be like, oh yeah, that would have been that would not have been good. Uh, and it's easy know, to do I mean, I'm guilty. Yeah. I mean, I'm guilty. Right. Of it. I've, I've said stuff uh, right. before thinking, and I'm like, oh, maybe uh, I regret that. I immediately yeah. regret my decision. Right. Uh, and right. So. Um, yeah, I think that's huge. Just kind of taking that step, uh, step back away from the moment, counting yeah. the 10, whatever it is to get a, a better grasp and make sure that you want to go through with what you're about to say or put out there. I think that's, that's very wise for sure. Yeah. Um, and you say your writing has helped you. I wonder, is there another book in the works? Maybe unlocking your potential <laughs> marriage? Is that a, is that another? So 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 yeah like uh if you read my book there are some nods to a second book um where you know i'm speaking specifically about engagement and all that stuff like that um and honestly like i started writing that book yeah but i think that a lot of the stuff that's happening in this country kind of inspired me to move in a different direction with another book that i already had planned cool and, and so i don't want to give away that title or anything because okay, right. i'm in the beginning stages of it uh, but I am in the process of writing something else. Cool. Uh, I am in the process of, of, I've already got my outline and, you know, already, you know, I got probably like a thousand, two thousand words already, you know, written. So things are moving. And so at some point I'll, I'll do a, a volume two of unlocking your potential. Um, but right now, just with the tensions and, and, yeah. and what everything's going on, there's something that I believe is in my heart that I need to share in, in this realm of, um, just helping this country and this world just really appreciate each other. Yeah. Um, and so that's cool. Yeah. I love it. Do you think now I wonder is, do you think there's a correlation between some of the tensions and not all of it obviously could be, yeah. but with like broken homes or not good leadership in the homes, you think some of it has. Yeah. I, I mean, I think if what we have to look back to is just the foundations of like the country and kind of how things were already you know, you like there were broken homes when the Atlantic slave trade happened. That's true. Right. Yeah. You know, and so then you think into slavery and there were broken homes. And and yeah. so like it, it, it's just kind of like when you got generational things and, and, and no one's modeling that yeah. for you, it's easy to kind of fall into that trend true. and, and um, other things being being along the way. Um, yeah you know, that, that can kind of cause that. And it's, it's, it's on every, every side of the spectrum. It's not just black people. It's not just this, you know, it's, right. it's every, there, there are broken homes throughout the, the spectrum. Oh, yeah. um, and, and I think it just goes back to uh, selfishness, honestly. Uh, I think, you know, we want to please ourselves, but we don't want to pay the consequences. And, you know, I mean, if you, you do certain things, there are, there are something that can happen from that. Right. Absolutely. You know, so, um, but you didn't think about that when you were in that moment. So, no, uh, <laughs> so that's what I would say. Um, yeah. I, I think there is definitely some truth to that, but I think it's, it's generationally deeper than, yeah. than we like to think about. Oh yeah, for sure. Where do you think, uh, kind of the lack of leadership in the, in the families, where do you think that has a the biggest impact, I guess, in the world? 
or in society or yeah i would say that anyone that i've known like i was fortunate to have i'm an only child which that was a struggle in myself um of just identity and stuff but like um and looking for approval but i would say that not having a father in the home just from people that i've mentored or friends with um whether that be guys or girls um them not having a father in a home really has uh damaged some things man um just from conversations i've had uh you know like my dad i i was i'm not like extremely extremely close with my dad but like he was there i mean he was in the military and you know things like that but um i can't say that i i, I think there is particularly for men like again some of the, my friends some of the guys i've mentored when they've never had an example of a father figure it's like you get thrusted into being a father and you're just doing whatever maybe you see or whatever right. you feel yeah. um but if you have if you've had a good model uh representation of a father i now can look and say man this is how uh you know my father loved me and i want to do this mm-hmm. and unfortunately there could, there could be a good or bad to that as well right, right? Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? So like my parents, they tend to sometimes they were very strong to to like say, stop doing this, stop doing that. And so I'll catch myself doing that to my uh, son. Yeah. But I'm aware, like, yo, I'm only doing that because that's what was done to me. That doesn't mean it's the best way to do it. Right. Um, but if you've never even seen a, a depiction of that, you can't even say whether or not it's good or not. You just you just swinging for the fences, right? Yeah. And, yep. and hoping that you hit a home run with it. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. I agree. And I, I, I've been very blessed to have two amazing parents. Uh, my dad was just a, a huge role model of mine and, and has really played a big impact in my life and how it turned out, thankfully, uh, for the better. Uh, and so, but yeah, and it just seeing so much, and especially in kids in schools now, like that don't have figures either way, mother or father. Right. Uh, and just how you, you can tell that they're kind of like just longing for that and, yeah, and what a big impact that makes uh, in their lives. And, and then obviously there's a ripple effect, um, yeah. which can be, I mean, it can be always be fixed and things can be better through mentorship, like what you're talking about, you do and, and things like that. But man, yeah, there's just so much that can come off negative because of that. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Um, you know, for me, I, I think like I wouldn't be, um, you know, the pastor that I am or um, the believer that I am, if it wasn't for, you know, my pastor being like mentoring me, discipling me and, and like helping me along the way to to understand what this thing is that, that we call Christianity, right? And, and so maybe for you, that's uh, being in a business sector and you, you know, you, you're trying to learn the ropes from somebody. And, and it's, it's like, there are leaders that we need um, you know, for me, I believe the the best depiction of a servant leader was Jesus. Mm. And, and and so, you know, in, in that Jewish culture, it's like the rabbis were the ones that were worshiped. And and he's like, no, let me serve you. Like, let me build you up so that you know how to do things. And, yeah. and I think that's my heart. And I don't always do it perfectly, but that's, that's what I want to depict to my son. That's what I wanted to depict to the guys that I mentor and disciple. And, and, um, yeah, that's that's just the heart of leadership that I think yeah. we should have. Yep, yeah, I, I agree. I think being a servant, like helping one another, lifting people up, loving one another, yeah. I think is huge. And and the first trait of pencil leadership is like we have to humble ourselves and realize mm-hmm. we don't know everything, and, and we're not 
perfect. And, and so we have to find those people, those good influences that are going to help teach us and lift us to the next stage in life. And, and, yeah. uh, and how important that is to find good mentors uh, that can really benefit um, our journey. Yeah, man, that's good. That's awesome. So I, I think it's, I mean, we've come all away with a lot of, a lot of great nuggets here for leading a family. Well, I mean, giving them a mantra, something to kind of remember that who they are, so who who are the Browns? Who are the Anderson? Yeah. What, what that is, what that looks like, uh, and then model that, model the the healthy communication within the right. relationship. Um, and, and it's not easy. None of this is easy. I mean, right, easy. right, right. <laughs> uh, and then just like I love the the positive affirmations you're teaching your son. I think that's huge uh, because he's going to be able to see himself, his worth outside of whatever the world says. Right. Um, and, and he's more than whatever job he has in the future or whatever he does in yep. the future. And, and so I think those yep. are, those are all great things that we can take away, uh, and start leading better in our families. Or if we're not in, in a family setting, lead our friends better, leave our right. people in our circle right. better, um, our community better. And so, um, I really appreciate you sharing that and dropping those, those knowledge bombs on us today, <laughs> for sure. I appreciate um, you, man. Yeah, no problem. Before we go, I would love for you to, um, I, I try to end with the same question uh, with my guests is the fifth trait of pencil leadership is that we're all here to leave a mark. Uh, it's a yeah. unique thing. We're all different. Uh, but at the end of the day, when everything's done for you here on earth, what do you hope your mark is? Yeah, man, I, I, I hope that my mark is that they would see, um, they would see my faithfulness to God, man. Mm. Um, that that no matter what happened, that people would always say like there was a love and passion for Jesus, bro. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just that's that's not commercial. That's just truly how I feel. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I pray that they would say that I I love people well, and that I was someone that they could always come to um, whenever they needed a word of encouragement. So. Yeah. I love it. And, and getting to know you a little bit, I, I can see that's what you do and that's what you're about. And, and so I know that making a, a, a positive mark uh, for the people that you come into contact with. So I appreciate you, EJ, and all you're doing. Um, where, real quick, can people connect with you if they want to get connected or follow what you're doing or, or things like that? Yeah, you can um, connect uh, on Instagram, uh, underscore EJ Brown, underscore um, or Facebook, just EJ Brown. I should be, the, I think, maybe the first person to pop up. Uh, if you want to get my book, Unlocking Your Potential and Singleness, just go to Amazon, type in EJ Brown. My book will pop up. Um, and also, I just want to shout out my wife real quick. She just released a children's book. Oh, awesome. And, and so it's called This Is Me From A to Z. And uh, what what that it talks about is like how we've been all uniquely um created as children so it's it's a diverse uh diverse book from uh skin color to uh you know there's there's kids in wheelchairs a kid without uh, a leg or you know hearing aid so it's just it's really trying to allow kids from a young age to see like everyone's uniquely made Um, and so when they see someone that looks different than them you know outside of their family uh they're they're not surprised or taken back by it so um yeah so those would be the areas is that um, on amazon her book yeah that's on amazon and barnes and Nobles as well too so cool i'll link uh link for those books are in the show description um so go ahead check that out get connected with ej yeah 
Okay, thank you so much for being on Pencil Leaders. Man, thank you. No problem. Thank you so much. It was an honor. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope it brought you value. If it did, leave a rating and review on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. This actually helps us get this in front of more people so we can leave a bigger mark. And then share this with someone, someone that it could bring value to so you can make a difference in their life as well. Now let's go out and be pencil leaders.